to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. I feel like NBA schedule release is like NBA season eve, if you know what I mean. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadiumscene.tv network. And the Raptors schedule has officially been released in my hand, printed version, like a boomer would, printed version of the schedule, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to break down what stands out to us the most, games, stretches, win totals. We have it for you mid-August. Can't get any better. Joining me to do so is the co-host, you heard it in the drop, Connor Chambers. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? You're still on mute. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> I clicked it too. That's so unfortunate. Oh, uh, you fucked up. I fucked up. Well, unfortunately, we're a one take wonder here. And uh, there you go. Sh- crack. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. Go, go, go. You did it so confidently. Oh, man. That's so unfortunate. Okay. Anyways. Um. Yeah, that that completely threw me off. You were so uh, confident. I was so confident in it too. I always, oh no, I I had it muted because I was laughing at your boomer schedule. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. I didn't I didn't know you had that. I I actually started laughing and I had to mute. Totally Bro, thought I unmuted. Printed it in color. In co- oh, that cost you a lot. Didn't well, it? that's the office. That, that's that's my office's problem, not mine. Mm. I don't pay for that ink. Hmm. I print all my schedules in color when I'm at the office because I can't. Good for you. Yeah. The office doesn't need to know what you're printing for color anyways. They know. They know what I'm doing. I love that. They don't care. How they are heard. you? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Um, it's been, uh, I think it's been quite the off season, I think. Um, I think for, for the Raptors and then I guess for those that, that don't really know what I do, um, I'm in the esports world as well. Hmm. Uh, so I'm manager for toronto ultra which is the call of duty uh the cdl official franchise team here in toronto uh big league if you follow the scene you'll know and if you don't follow the scene you won't know and that's okay too um it's our off season right now and there's it's in a period that's dubbed roster mania oh so uh teams this is basically when everyone makes their moves and then you know from the odd tweaks and things here and there during the season that might happen but for the most part you know superstars kind of stay on their team it's not really like the nba where guys will shift around uh like big time prominent names shift around or there's trades or whatever it doesn't really happen it's more the of the soccer or if you're european that the football method of things you know i know you and i would never call football because no you got the Buffalo Bills behind you. That's right. <laughs> but, That's right. But you know, it's um, it it's it's quite a different take on a free agency period, but it also enlightens me to the fact that there's no such thing as an off season, really, especially for teams, front office managers, management, all the 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 staff, the business side of things. Uh, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more, but I think that it's something that I really enjoy. And it, and I think it kind of, you know, I, I try to exude that passion on, on this podcast as well too. When we start talking about my, arguably my other 
passion, my second passion, which is basketball. So I mean, you're getting paid for it. Not this. You're getting paid for your, uh, your <laughs> you, primary yeah, where's passion. My, where's my paycheck? Out yeah. What's going on? Where's mine? Um, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're sending it to each other in the mail. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll send you your $0 check. You send me mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. and we'll just pay for each other's postage and, love that and that's, that that's our paycheck that's our comp hey uh question uh it like i said it is mid-august now and we're approaching you know more towards the end of it um i gotta ask you because you know you and i if you know for the uninitiated that haven't been following either of us on twitter on our personal pages uh i gotta ask what do you have against the pumpkining oh because I am as basic as they get when it comes to pumpkin spice. It's too early, man. I don't disagree, but I will purchase it. I won't like, consume it, but okay. I will purchase it. Okay, so you're a hoarder. I like to get my pumpkin spice stuff in August because it makes me excited for September. I am the type of person that believes wholeheartedly that September 1st is the start of fall. I don't care when the actual date is. What is it, the 22nd? I don't care when the date is. The The actual start of fall is September 1st, or at the very latest, post, what it's here, it's Labor Day. What is your holiday in September? Yeah, it's is it Labor, Labor, Day? Labor Day, yeah. So yeah. what am I thinking? Maybe it's some holiday in October or something, but regardless, um, maybe post Labor Day, you can make an argument, okay, that's the that signifies the end of summer and now we're turning the page to fall but dude once you hit a burr month september october november december summer's over yeah burr yeah it's cold it's cold <laughs> it's cold warm you up with some pump- pumpkin spice lattes i don't i don't fuck with that oh no that's a line you won't cross okay too much got sugar it. got it yeah yeah well wh- you can get hey i know i've seen accounts that have like modified zero sugar like sugar free or like super low fat whatever pumpkin spice lattes from starbucks you have to do like custom order of it and you can get it done Nah, i get the jordan skinny mix syrup it's keto i'm not i don't do keto but i just figured i'd let you know it's keto um it's (laughs) it's zero calories and no sugar so i just fuck with that okay so you have the syrup stevia basically okay what else uh, Special K. Can't get enough of that stuff, man. Okay. I cannot get enough. Do you of pour? Special do you K. pour the? Do you pour the stevia into the Special K? No, no, it's okay. just for my coffee. Okay, got it. No, um, no. What Not else are you dabbling in? Pumpkin spice. Uh, the Glade plugins. I'll fuck with those. You, in, in the you man don't. Cave. You don't actually make your house smell like pumpkin spice. Do no, you? I make my basement smell like pumpkin spice. Oh, so you're. The studio. Okay, it's not it's not September first. No, it's not plugged it, in. Do you have it plugged in? No. Okay. No, I can prove it. I'll I'll get the entire package. I I, I believe. Well, no, because you probably bought three of them. No, I only and bought one, one. And one's unopened. You've gone through one already. One's unopened, <laughs> and the other one's partially open. You have it sitting somewhere. No. In the corner. No, no, no. I, the, fun pro tip: uh, the basement slash man cave slash studio slash laundry area, which is. No one can see what I'm doing, but my hand gesture is to my left. Um, because the laundry is down here in a separate room, I do Glade plugins with the laundry scent. So it always smells like I'm doing fresh laundry down here. I actually like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep them on their so, that, so that gets replaced September 1st? Yes. Yes, until I run out. And then I what, go back. Okay, so when do, you, when do you typically run out? 
Uh, I keep them on low, so. Oh, you're oh you're you're letting that ride. Oh, I let it ride. Yeah, maybe mid November. And, and then, by do you then put, I'm like, a, what what do you what do you put? What what's the next? So you go right back to laundry? Or do you do something for Christmas? I don't do the Christmas scents. I hate them. I I don't like pine, and I don't like mint. Like right. I, I, I'll brush my teeth obviously, and I'll have a breath mint if my breath bangs. But yeah, um, I don't like the smell of it around me. So what I'll do is I'll either go back to the the clean linen scent, or uh, if if there's like an apple, a harvest apple scent, I'll fuck with that for a little bit. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I keep it classy. I like that. Yeah. And until until the pumpkins come around. Yeah. Hey, look. I don't know. I just think that. I think it's. I think it's that shit's basic. It but is. Yes. I and, I and I know I know you're made to it. It's fine. Um, I'm just not a huge pumpkin guy, to be fair. So um, it's it more in. in terms of like I just don't like it versus like yeah I I don't know. Let it in. But I, maybe maybe you can convince me. I just I have not run into a product where I'm like I have to hoard this in August, release it into my bloodstream September first, mm-hmm. and let it seep through mid November. Well, fun fact, I'm I, when it comes to, and we can get into the schedule in a second, I'm sure people are like, get the fuck going. Um, <laughs> skip, 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 skip. When, my diet regimen is pretty disciplined Monday through Friday, so September 1st lands on a Thursday. I'm not going to mess with any of the food until the Saturday. <laughs> so my, <laughs> but the Glade sent plugins midnight September 1st. <laughs> I you probably set an alarm too for that. I'm I, up at I, I four. Actually, dude. I actually know you do for sure. No, nah, I'm up at four, so it's it's plenty. It's in well, there. That's four. That's four less hours of the Glade plugin that you'll never be able to experience. And the gods are not happy. They are mm. not pleased. Um. All right, let's get into the schedule. Before we do, I just wanted to say happy birthday to our friend, our podcast friend, and our fellow Small Boy Inc. member, Richard Burfer. Happy seventeenth birthday, man. You do you. Oh, I thought it was the 16th. Oh, is it? Yeah. Dude. Oh, my bad. Come on, man. Get it right. You're getting there, man. Today, we are all 5'9". Or today, you, and only you, besides Connor, are 6'4". Are 6'4". Let's get into the schedule. This, to me, was sort of a paradigm shift to what the NBA schedule typically looks like. There are a lot of playing teams twice in a row on the same court. Um, I haven't seen that in a while. Usually, if they play the same team twice in a row, it's an away or and then a home or vice yeah, versa. like a home and home. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's the one thing that stood out to me the most. I guess the NBA is trying to limit travel miles. I guess for good reason. Or the other thing I was thinking too is because of COVID. Or COVID. Um. Very possible. What stood out to you the most before we get into specifics uh in terms of predictions and you know stretches and whatnot um yeah I, well you kind of you kind of jumped it with with that with that point which is very valid of the home well the how we would call them home and homes but they're you know literal homes and then home again or aways and aways mm-hmm. right like they 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 stay within the same court like if you look in october um Two of those two instances of that pop up at Miami, at Miami. And then as soon as that mini two game series is done, it's at home against Philly, at home against Philly. So it's truly like back to back in terms of the repetition of those in the schedule. 
And that's four of the seven games in October for the Raptors are slated like that. It's kind of like an MLB type where obviously, you know, a little bit about baseball. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, just just uh, just a tad. Just a little. And we see three, four game series all the time. Again, it's, you know, two game series. If it's typically you'll see two game series when they're playing in a in a different league quote unquote like american league versus national league but seeing this sort of method here to me was two things and you had said the travel was one and for me covid was the other one i think they're really trying to limit the amount of exposure between different teams if possible and instead of having to you know go and play Miami three, four times or four, four times a year in four different months. They're kind of like banging them out. And I think, I think there's a lot of positive to it. I do think that there's some negative to it because if you kind of get those done early, then you just don't see a team for, for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, IE what happened with Orlando last year with us. We just had all those Orlando games and then never saw them again. But I think it's a positive. I think it's kind of cool. I'd like to see that because it's going to allow teams to prepare more, right? Like if you have, or at least prepare better, because that second game will come up and you're going to learn some shit from the first game, right? You're going to see, okay, um, we're playing we're playing Philly. Uh, we were, we, we kind of let Joel do his thing, but we were able to clamp up Tyrese Maxey and, and James Harden. So how do we help? alleviate some stuff in the post right like it's it's just just things like that where you can actually do that on the fly and this is where your coaching staff becomes even more important because of the quick adjustments that have to be made so i think nick nurse's role this year especially with these back-to-backs that are literally happening in the same you know environment are going to be pretty critical so uh, and it seems to be happening more and more that's kind of just my initial thoughts on it yeah. Also, um, the Raptors have. I don't know if you want to. I, I guess we can. I, I feel so cheap calling an NBA TV game a national televised game, but I guess we'll throw them a bone. There are nine of them this season for the Raptors. They have five, I believe, um, on NBA TV, two on ESPN, two on TNT. Um, I'm for it. Uh, I get League Pass anyway, so, you know, minus those few games those nine games and two games or four games rather that we play the celtics so a total of what is that 13 games yeah uh they're blacked out so the the fewer blackouts the better for me um so yeah I, I, there are a lot of notable games that i think uh are important so the 19th is the opener against cleveland everybody should have that marked on their calendar um, DeMar returns on November 6th. Lowry returns November 16th. Giants of Africa game is December 5th. Kawhi returns on the 27th. Milwaukee on ESPN the 4th. Milwaukee on TNT the 17th. Both of those in January. Uh, rivalry week is a thing now. Or rivals week in the NBA. And our rival, according to the NBA, is Golden State. And that will be January the 27th. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit more. DeMar returns again February 28th. Uh, Clippers on ESPN March 8th. Lakers on NBA TV March 10th. 
Denver on NBA TV, that's at home on Pi Day, 3.14. Milwaukee hmm. at Milwaukee on NBA TV, 3.19. Lowry comes home again on TNT, uh, March 28. And I'll be attending the game, second to the last game of the season, in Boston, April the 7th. Those are the notable games for me that you know really stand out in terms of marquee matchups. Um do you want to touch on any of those in particular? Uh, do you want to just break into the the absurdness of Golden State being our rivals? Because I would have picked Philly and or Boston. Yeah, I don't know if it was more like... We'll touch on this rivalry thing. Because I don't know if it was more them saying that there were just other teams in the East that were rivals and then Toronto kind of got left without a dance partner. And they were like, oh, we might as well make it Golden State because that was their you know, NBA finals matchup and yada, yada. I don't, uh, you know, I just, but I, I think, I think that, look, I, I don't know who the, and, and I don't know if you have this information in front of you. I don't know who the other rivalry teams are in the East. Let me look it up. Okay. Um, while you do that, I'll continue talking. This yeah. is the, this is the beauty in, of having the duos going. Um, I think that Golden State's an interesting one. I don't think that they're really our rival. If you had asked me at the beginning of the year who you would classify to be a Toronto Raptors rival, the teams that you had mentioned, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Miami to an extent. Um, I'm just kind of trying to date back a little bit to some playoff history, right? Boston. Uh, Boston. Um, you know, I, even if you want to really start grasping at things, uh Washington potentially that's a long time ago but Washington Brooklyn either of those two um if you want to really get into it but yeah. uh, I'm more I'm more kind of at that point I'm just I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel but I'm just trying to find trying to find th- teams in the east um even even Cleveland obviously I like with LeBron uh being there but he's not there anymore but Cleveland still has a bit of a thing and then they have Evan Mobley against mm. Scotty Barnes, right? And and their timeline matches up pretty well against ours in terms of their team trajectory. So I could see them being a, a rival and, and with our past history and then with our future history that I, or future, I can't say future history. It's a, it's a conflict. But our, our future predicted matchups that should come up that will be pretty juicy, I think, come, come playoff time. I think we're going to see them quite a bit. You're missing an important team. I shouldn't say important. You're missing. I'm doing, I'm a doing candidate. a very. I'm doing a very quick scan. Um, Come who on, am I man. missing? Detroit. Dwayne Casey. Oh yeah, well, we can't beat them. He swept us last year. Okay, man, but Dwayne. <laughs> it's a rival ah! for him. I can't stand Dwayne Casey, it's man. It's a rival for him. That guy celebrates like he's won, like he's won the NBA title every time we play him. That's that what makes just... it a rival, dude. I don't consider GSW a rival. No, I think I think that they're. I think that the fact that they're in a different conference also doesn't help. We don't play them as much. Um, we just don't really have those storylines. I don't think that there's anything that really ties me to Golden State where I'm like, they're my rivals. I hate them. I mean, we shut down the Oracle. We did. So maybe, maybe they're salty. So I'm looking at these these matchups, and what strikes me as odd is multiple teams have different rivals, which it's conflicting to me. So Oh, what? Like, so there's so one team will play like two different rivals? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got Boston versus Miami. 
Mm-hmm. I can't really see that. I mean, no, I, I don't think they're rivals. I just think they're foes in the East. You know, they're battling for the top tier. So I rivals to me means there has to be some longstanding history. And I don't necessarily, maybe because of Ray Allen, but that's sort of dead and buried. Um, Clippers and Lakers, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn and Philly, sure, you can stretch that. Memphis and Golden State, I, eh. Chicago and Charlotte, I mean, if we're calling back to like Jordan versus Morning, sure, I, I guess, Larry Johnson days. Uh, Mavericks versus Phoenix, I guess, Western Conference. Uh, and then Memphis versus Minnesota, <laughs> sure. Um, uh, that would have been that just would have been that. The, so so these are kind of telling me of of the playoff matchups from last year. Yeah, like this is this is all that's striking me. So Memphis apparently has two rivals, and we share one of them in Golden State, and that's yeah. the next one is Toronto versus Golden State. Uh, Denver versus Philly. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. I uh, guess a battle of the big men. Like uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Like like the Jokic versus Embiid MVP race. Maybe they think that just becomes a team rival. I I don't know. That's a weird one. Knicks versus Nets. I can see that in terms of territory. Yep. And Lakers Boston. That seems like the most obvious one of the yes. bunch. But I. I history needs to be there for in order for it to be a rival and if we're talking about toronto raptors rivals if you asked any of the fan base like who is our biggest rival maybe today people would say philly um just because of the you know the immediacy of the playoffs last year but maybe you can call me bias i'm still saying boston i think fans get more satisfaction when the raptors beat the celtics than the 76ers historically i don't know about that i'm saying maybe not this season because of Embiid and stuff but i'll put it this way the bubble series where the celtics eliminated the raptors hurt more than philly eliminating the raptors last year um okay sure but i think i think that there might have been a different set of circumstances tied with that loss compared to the loss in with Philly, because I think that there was more expectation on the, the former. I think there might've yeah. been more expectation with the bubble than there yeah. was, than there was with the, the series against Philly. And I, I think that maybe historically you would be correct just because of Philly being so shit for, a number of years yeah where boston has always had a level whether it was you know top of the east or or, or mid-tier whatever they've always been competitive well not always but like for, for the majority of their side. time like, yeah yeah they, yeah they they've they've been competitive enough to to always be in the face of the raptors when the raptors have been competitive so in that aspect i get it but i think that if you if you look at the nucleus of the 76ers versus the nucleus of the Celtics I would I would rather lose to the Celtics than I would to the 76ers and for them that makes them more of a rival for me but I get but I I, I get what you're saying I have a regional bias clearly yes that's fine <laughs> Joel Joel Embiid is like the one guy besides Draymond Green I would hate losing to and I hated losing to Joel Embiid. Hated it. You'd hated rather it. lose to Joel than the Knicks? 
okay, but the Knicks, the Knicks aren't, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Knicks, listen, 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 the Knicks aren't relevant because they're not in the playoffs, right? So this is, this is a, this is a fever dream. The Knicks are garbage. Are they trading for Donovan? Yeah. Who are they going to, they're going to trade away seven first round picks. Congratulations. I don't know. Go trade for Donovan. Donovan's going to put up 20. You'll get, you'll get us, you'll get a play in spot. You'll win. You'll get smoked by Minnesota. Congratulations, you're still mediocre. Okay. All right. They don't they don't worry me. As long as James Dolan's still the owner, it's that team oh, does yes. not worry me yes. one bit. I agree. Um all right, let's get back to the schedule. Um rivalry week, I guess we can say is that they're trying to be cute with fancy football and yep. they're trying to make it a thing, and I don't see this to be a long lasting thing. But whatever. I mean kudos for them making an attempt i like it um as i mentioned nine nationally televised games that's cool um let's start with the first chunk of the season it is brutal brutal start to the season um i think that cleveland game is going to be entertaining uh, we don't have to get into win losses just now but mm-hmm. um i think that is a nice cushion and this is no disrespect to cleveland they are as you mentioned like on a similar trajectory as the raptors so I think that they're going to be, I mean, they already were better than I anticipated them to be last year. So I think they're going to take another step further. Um, but I would still call it a cushiony start to the season. I'd rather it be them than uh, maybe you can make an argument for it to be Brooklyn because Brooklyn's probably going to be in shambles. But um, you got Cleveland, then Brooklyn, two against Miami, two against Philadelphia, as you mentioned, and then Atlanta. We don't get really a reprieve until San Antonio. And that is November the second. That is a brutal start to the season. What is that? Seven, seven games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven until you hit San Antonio. Brutal. That's that's the. They better be drinking all the pumpkin spice on the road. <laughs> October. October is a tough month. For I mean, it's Raptors. legal at that point because it's a burr month. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Burr, <laughs> cold. Eh, drink, I'll drink a little PSL. Yeah. We're good. No yeah. problem. That's a tough start. Like when you when you have when you have a we'll call these the back to backs against Miami and back to back against Philadelphia back to back of one another yeah that's tough like that's a, that's a that's a very tough four game stretch and are there any back to backs in there no there are actually no legitimate back to backs no no not not this. on so uh, there is there, well I, of there. There is game, right. October twenty first and twenty second. Right. Yes. Brooklyn and Miami. So that's actually a travel day as well. That becomes tough. At least it's a weekend. Yeah. So you can still go Friday night, right? Yeah. You can do yeah. your thing. All right. Yeah, that's brutal. Um tough. And even San Antonio made the play in last year. So it's not like I mean, I don't anticipate them to be really great. San but... Antonio actually might be the worst team in basketball this year. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can get there. Pop might get them to second last. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but they're they're not they're knocking on the door, I'm telling you. They are they are bad. That's a bad team. I mean And they'll sell too. I mean they'll what Danny Ainge is doing to Utah. He might be tanking. Is Donovan Mitchell still on that roster. He I don't think he's going to be. That asking price he will be. <laughs> no yeah, one's yeah, he true. got he he's got this delusional perspective 
from the Rudy Gobert trade because one team got desperate. Yeah. And and made arguably the worst one of the worst trades in NBA history in my opinion to get bum ass Rudy Gobert for five what was it four or five now I can't remember I think it was four in a uh, conditional fifth four in a conditional that's right yeah because I remember it being like four and then they're like something else that is terrible but again not part of the schedule but still you think and we can move on from this real quick you think Houston's going to be better than San Antonio yes okay all right fair enough um all right, yeah, I think that's brutal. That's going to really test the Raptors' resolve, and that could be the difference of what they're able to do in terms of putting themselves over uh, last year's win total, which, keep in mind, was 48 wins. Um, I guess it's better to get these out of the way. And as you mentioned, there's one back-to-back in there, so there is some rest time in between, and players like Fred... Pascal, Gary, they're going to need that. So better to get this stuff out of the way now and uh, come that... There's a stretch, spoiler alert, there's a stretch that I have them winning quite a few games in a row. And I think that's going to come in handy uh, for for them in terms of rest and uh, load management, I guess you can say. But Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brutal. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, when it comes to -to back-to-backs, there are fewer back-to-backs this season than last season. There's 12 heading into this season. There were 17, I believe, last season. So, again, that benefits them. And last year we were, um, I don't want to say hit hard, but we were hit pretty substantially, especially when it came to postseason performance, when it came to the injury bug. Um, We need Fred and... You know, if Gary's going to be the sixth man, because I'm not sure he's starting. Um, We need them to be right and to be rested as much as possible and healthy as much as possible. So fewer back-to-backs is probably, I'm stating the obvious when I say it's a benefit for the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, it's a benefit to any team. Mm -hmm. I don't think teams want to play back-to-backs. And that's kind of why we flag them on the, when, when we do predictions like this, or we look at the schedule for the month ahead or whatever, we're like, that's a flag. Because it it will affect performance, especially if you're playing a team that's not coming off a of back to back either. You're like, okay, well they're a bit more rested, they're a bit more prepared. So generally favors the team that's not that's not coming off the back to back, unless it's like you know Milwaukee against San Antonio or something like that, right? Right. Just, but you can rest your starters for that game. That's right. <laughs> you um, can pull a pop and rest the starters. Yeah. On pop. Uh, no Christmas Day game, and I'm going to be honest with you, Connor, I am here for it. I am okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with it, too, to be A-okay. honest. Um, no Boxing Day game. Sad. That should Sad. be a thing. Sad. That, I'd, that, but, but for those that are Canadian fans that are watching this, Boxing Day typically represents the start of the World Junior Hockey Championships. And that is a sacred day here in Canada with the World Junior Hockey Championships. The Canadian boys go out. Um, They're actually going on right now from last December because it got canceled because of COVID. So, well, they started the tournament. They got like two or three games in. A bunch of teams and players got COVID. They canceled it and they rescheduled it for now. So they have it going on now, and they're they're in the semifinals, and then they're going to start again in December. 
So it's kind of a, I, I know you're not really a hockey guy, so this is more of an educational tongue. piece for you. Yeah, I'll bite my tongue on that yeah. one. Um, go, go Canadian hockey. Go Canada. Go. Yeah, do it. Um, there are a few, I think, four or five tidbits when it comes to um, rest advantage and whatnot. You pulled up a tweet by the goat himself, Blake Murphy, uh, going into detail as to what this entails for the Raptors. I'll give you the floor and uh, let you let you have that. Good. Yeah, when I when I can pull it up again, <laughs> I think I think I uh, I think I I think I no, I got it. it. I got there it. Go. Okay, here we go. Um, Raptors schedule, aka from Blake Murphy. Shut up. Third most rest advantage games. Third fewest rest disadvantage games. Tied for fewest back to backs, and second fewest miles traveled. Um, that's pretty good. I don't know about you, but I'm reading that. And as a Raptors fan, especially one that you could look back from years past and say we got screwed with, you know, the bubble and and Tampa. other travels to yeah, tampering this and that. I, maybe this is the league's way of throwing us a little bit of a bone. I don't know. Either way, intentional or, inten- or or unintentional, I'll take it. I think that this is a pretty good gift from the schedule makers. Every team is there's always going to be one team that's got it a little bit easier on paper than others. That's just what happens in every league. Um, I think the Raptors kind of got that a little bit this year in terms of some of those schedule flags that we look for. So seeing that, I, it, it's nothing but positive for me, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think he followed up that tweet with something along the lines of we can be happy that they have the third most rest advantage games, but we can also complain about the fact that we have the third fewest rest disadvantage games. So mm-hmm. um, I, balance is there. It's net neutral. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah. the fewest back to backs and the second fewest miles travel is going to really help some of those guys like. Um, the Scotty Barneses of the world, like it's like some of some of our younger guys that still, even though they have a year or two under their belt, they're still trying to get into that rhythm of the season. And I know for a lot of those younger guys, the travel and the back to backs really get to them because they don't experience that as much in college. So uh, I think from that perspective, it's that's pretty important, especially for a younger team like Toronto. Um, there is a stretch of games. I, I talked about how in the beginning it was pretty brutal to the, the start of the season. There is a small chunk of games um, from November 9th to the November 14th that I believe the Raptors need to take advantage of. I think it's a four-game stretch. It is. Uh, it starts with home against Houston, then they travel to OKC, to Indiana, then to Detroit. I know those last three are on the road. But all four of those games are gimmies. And the Raptors, if they are faced with a brutal start to the season, let's say of the first seven games they win three, maybe four, you can make up that with that four-game stretch, right? And it's right really in the start of the season as well, at least the first quarter of the season. Yeah, um, that looks pretty juicy. That's, that's, that's pretty ripe. And 
taking a look at that, it's, you know, you're coming off of that the start of that month at San Antonio, at, so at San Antonio, at Dallas, home to Chicago, at Chicago. So it's a back-to-back, home and home, true home and home. Yep. Then you got Houston, and then at OKC, at Indy, at Detroit. That stretch of games right in there, because then after Detroit's Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Dallas, Cleveland. So it starts getting a bit more, more tricky. But from the start of November to the midpoint of November against Detroit, like that's where the Raptors need to take advantage. And on paper, they should probably lose only two of those games. I could see them falling to Dallas, and I could see them losing one to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of those games, they should win. Um, but the Chicago one, though, I mean, look, the both teams are at the same thing, right? It's it's a it's a home and home back to back. So it's not like there's a disadvantage there either. Chicago's still a good team, but you know, I I think I think the Raptors are a better team than Chicago. Oof. I don't. Uh. What do you mean? Oof. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You rip me to shreds when I told you the Raptors could be a top four team last year. Rip me to shreds. I'm telling you, the Raptors are a better team than Chicago. I just really liked what I saw from Chicago in the beginning of the year. Okay. DeMar was on fire. The Raptors... He was playing like a psychopath. The Raptors on Tuesday, November 30th, at the end of November, were 9-13 and last year. Yeah. Right? Like... The there there are there are times when teams will look good and you know that's that's why that that's why it's tough because it's such a small sample size even at the beginning of the month it's still considered a small sample size I think eighty two games is a great sample size you get to really see what a team is. Um, All right, you're never as high as your highs, you're never as low as your lows, and I think that Chicago kind of peaked early, and then they got exposed. And to be fair, they did suffer some injuries, but I think they got exposed a lot as well. Spoiler alert, I have them splitting that anyway. So it's not like I totally yeah. disagree with you. Um, yeah. It's not like I, I have them splitting it. it. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I have them splitting. I just don't. I think that the Raptors are a better team, but that doesn't mean I don't think that Chicago doesn't take a game. There. Okay. Um, there's also a wonderful stretch uh, come late November going into December. Um, and that's where I think the Raptors are going to roll. So I want to take a pause here and we can go, you know, we can, we can offer our win totals now and we can, you know, sort of dive deep into it. I'm going to give you the floor first, but remember right now, the Raptors last season won 48 games. Vegas currently has the Raptors at 45 and a half smash the over on that ESPN has them at 47 and 35 that is too low in my opinion what say ye and are there any stretches that you want to point out that you might think the Raptors are going to cruise through and are there any stretches that you think the Raptors are going to break through um start with your with your uh, win total. Yeah. So, I'm at I'm at 52 and 30. My man. That's my win total this year. My man. 52 52 and 30 I think is 
I think is very, very realistic and attainable with this team. Given their schedule, given the lack of or somewhat red flags, depending on how you want to view it from Blake Murphy's tweet, um, there are two to three stretches this year where I could really see them popping off. We've talked about one already. And then you alluded to the other one that I sort of circled. That was pretty juicy. And I think that if you have those stretches pretty early, creates momentum with your team. And they start to develop chemistry. They start to understand where they have to be on the floor and how they have to execute. And they gain confidence. So there's a stretch there, stretch in that late November, early December um, kind of just looking through it, I, I think that 52 and 30 was the number that I came up with when I when I took a look at the at the at the roster or not the roster at the at the schedule. Mm-hmm. Saw everything that it entailed, and you know I tried to factor in maybe some wins that on paper may not favor the Raptors, but I just felt like they would do it, and in other matchups maybe favored the Raptors, but figured this is a potential to be a trap game or something like that. So taking that all into account, my total this year is 52 and 30 for the Toronto Raptors. I also had a 52 win season. My heart says 52. My mind says 50. And I still don't think that's that bad at all. No, I, No. I I think they're going to win more games than last season. 50 and 32 is still a very respectable record, right. given given the state of the Eastern Conference right now as well. Yeah, I don't think that puts them in front of the big four, though. I don't think that puts them in front of Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Probably not. I'm I'm still I'm still I still fight with you on the Philly one, though. I I think I think that I think that Philly is going to regress this year. They have a full year of Harden. Yeah, I've, I'm I'm out on Harden. Okay, all right. Um. So I'm going to stick with my heart and say 52 just for the sake of uh, entertainment value because you and I inadvertently, swear to God, we did not discuss this beforehand. No, we actually didn't. Um, 52 wins. I like it. Um, I think the the highest they ever won was 59, uh, and that was the last year with DeMar, and I think the championship, they won 58. Um, was, that the, was that the one seed year? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's the, the LeBron yeah. OG. When they were the four leader. seed. Yeah. Mm, yes, lovely. Um. I have them, I already mentioned that four-game streak that I think the Raptors can take advantage of. Houston at OKC, at Indiana, at Detroit. I think the Raptors definitely need to take advantage of that. And also, spoiler alert, I have them winning at home against Miami the following game. So that's a five-game winning streak I have there. Um, Then, November 28th, all the way to December 16th, I have them going on a 10-game winning streak. I have them beating Cleveland. I have them beating New Orleans. I have them beating Brooklyn. I have them beating Orlando. I sure as fuck have them beating Boston. I have them beating the Lakers because the Lakers, the Raptors always seem to have their number. Um, I have them beating Orlando twice in a row. Of course I do. I have them beating Sacramento and I have them beating Brooklyn again. Look, if Kyrie and KD aren't going to be on the Nets, I think they can. That's not a daunting 10 game stretch right there you're a madman but i love it 
<laughs> what, think, what do you I, have in I, question? I love, I love Boston? Um, Boston, and then I think there's just one trap game along the way. Like, I I could see, I could see, like, Sacramento. Like, that 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 type of thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't... It's not on the like, road, though. They always lose Sacramento on the road. That they do. I just feel like they... I don't know. But um, I have, like, in that stretch, I have them beating Cleveland, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Orlando, losing to Boston, beating LA, both times Orlando. Um, I was going back and forth on the Sacramento game. I, I feel like they would probably just drop it. But now that I'm looking at it again, they're off for three days and they go back home. So I might change that. So sure, fuck it. Sacramento and then uh, and then Brooklyn. Yeah, I think I think that by the time we see Brooklyn, even in October, I think by the time we see Brooklyn, one of Katie or Kyrie or both will not be on the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So even if you have them losing to Boston, nine of ten. Is still yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah that that stretch for me was highlighted that's it's an it's a very important stretch for the Toronto Raptors they have to have to execute on it now shortly thereafter after Christmas I have them going on a four game losing streak and this is where it gets interesting I have them losing to Cleveland on sorry before is it I can't even, yeah before, before Christmas yeah. I had them losing to Chris uh, uh, to Cleveland on the twenty third. I have them losing to the Clippers on the 27th. I have them losing to Memphis on the 29th. And I have them losing to Phoenix on the 30th. I think that's going to be a tough stretch. You're a Scrooge. I think it's going to be a tough stretch. But, 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 start the year. Um, I have them going on a, what's this, a six-game winning streak. January 1st against the Knicks, they'll win. The 8th against Portland, they'll win. The 10th against Charlotte, they'll win. That's a nice... And then Charlotte again, I think they'll win. And then Atlanta, I think they're going to win. And then on the road in New York. So that's a nice homestand right there, plus a road game against New York. I think they win all those. Yeah, I think they drop one of the Charlotte games just because Charlotte always seems to be another team that both kind of like, I know, I know. But LaMelo gets another year under his belt. Yeah. And... And I, I, I think I think Charlotte's gonna be a fun team. I don't think that they're gonna make a ton of noise. Like they could they could fight for a plan. But I don't think that I don't think we lose I, I don't think we win both to them just because of what I've seen from the Raptors historically against Charlotte. They always seem to have these close matchups with them. So um I'll have them I'll have them take one. But I don't I don't disagree. Like that's another that's another slate of games where you look at and you know to start January, it's at Indiana. Like you should win that. Then you play Milwaukee before you start that stretch with New York. So that Milwaukee game will be tougher. But that's also a nationally televised game, that Milwaukee game, mm-hmm. which will be interesting. Yep. But taking a look at the rest, like we should beat New York every game this year. New York yes. stinks. Yes. New York is New York is ass. So yeah, I'll take it. We we play we play New York three times in January. Oh, that's that's cake. That's yeah, three times us. in January and once December 21st. So within a four-month stretch between December 21st and January 22nd, we play them four times. There's another stretch that I get a little off the rails, and I think this is one of the games that led me to 52. This is indicative of why my heart says 52, but my mind says 50. So I'm not ultra-confident, 
about this stretch, but I'm just going to throw it out there because why not? It's August. It's Pumpkin Spice Eve. Um, the stretch from February the 8th to February the 25th, that's one, two, three, four, five, six games. I have them winning all six. San Antonio, Utah is the game that I'm circling and saying it depends on where they are and what they do, but it seems like Danny Ainge wants to sell, and that is, I don't know when the trade deadline is. I didn't get that memo, but this is around the trade deadline at that point, so he might have already blown it up. So I'm saying they'll win against San Antonio, Utah, Detroit, Orlando, New Orleans, Detroit again. And then I have I look, them losing. I look, at, I look at that month, and I think this is where I get most of my wins because there's some there's somewhere I've been looking at you and I'm like, I, I'll split one or like maybe do this. So if you're a listener, you're probably going, where's where's he getting his wins? I think in February they lose one game. <sighs> okay, let me let me guess it. All right. They're not losing to Utah. I have them winning that. I have them beating Houston. I have them losing to Memphis. Okay. And then that's six games I have them winning. I have them losing at Cleveland, losing to Chicago, and that's it. So three games. Yeah. Um, I was tossing up. I, I think I think that Memphis will be tough um, just because it's at the end of a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game road road streak road spree whatever you want like they're on they're on they're on the road for seven games that's the seventh game in 12 days too yeah so seventh game yep um i think it's gonna be tough i think they dropped that one on a sunday too yeah utah houston wins memphis lost then san antonio utah detroit orlando new orleans detroit cleveland chicago all wins okay and then and then at Washington, at Washington, dub dub. Oh yeah, yes, I have the same thing. Okay. Yep. So, if you want to count it, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's my ten game win streak. Okay, so we have a ten game win streak, just in different spots. Yes, I can see that. Um, I don't have them going on that many stretches of losses and wins. Yeah, I have a couple two in a rows for on each side. Uh, there's one portion where I have them going four in a row. And that is March 23rd, 24th, 26th, 28th. I think they do win that last game against Miami. But the previous three, Indiana, Detroit, Washington, those are ripe for the taking. Again, that's the sort of that game against Miami, that last one on TNT. That's where I'm like, my heart says 52, my mind says 50. So that's one of the games that I can see the Raptors dropping against Miami. But national televised game. Raptors usually rise to the occasion on those unless it's Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the emotions will be high on a Tuesday night with Lowry coming back again, second time this year. I think it, I think the Raptors could win that one. I do too. I I, th- I think I think they could win. Like, I know we look at Miami, we're like, it's a tough team, but they're going to beat Miami this year. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to lose every game to Miami. I think I think they'll split two and two against Miami. I think they take one of those two in October that they start early in the year with the with the away and away against Miami. Mm-hmm. I have a split. Yeah. Yeah. I think in November they they lose that game to Miami. 
and then um, I'm just checking to make sure they're not that they haven't played them anymore. No. And then the next time they see them is March 28th. I think that they win that game. So I, I have them splitting. I'm going two and two against Miami. And then the end of season, the last three games, that's going to be tough. Especially if the Raptors are fighting for position, maybe fighting for home court. You have Boston, Boston, Milwaukee. And before that, you have two against Charlotte. And again, if you're right, and I currently have that as a split, before that, you have Philly and Miami, as I just mentioned. So that's tough. That's going to be a tough stretch. Tough end. end. Yeah. Tough end of the year. Yeah. Um, Unless Milwaukee and Boston have it secured. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's very situational at that point, but I just have to assume that starters are playing. Um, I actually have them on a three-game losing streak going into the playoffs, which is not You're going to have them lose ideal. the game I'm going to. Yeah, sorry. Oh, brutal. You might, you might as well sell your tickets. Brutal. Chalk, chalk it up as an L. Sell your tickets. Brutal. <laughs> Get some, recoup some money while you can. All right, um, so... As we mentioned, the teams that are in front of us, or the teams that are in front of the Raptors, I think, are the same teams that were in front of the Raptors last year. In no particular order. Miami, Celtics, Milwaukee, um, Philly. I only put them in that order because that's the order they finished in last year. So I guess it is a particular order. Yeah. Let's start, if you can briefly look. Let's start with Philly because I think, again, recency bias. They eliminated us six games respectable too it was much better than getting swept um how many games do you have them winning against philly i'm seeing one two three four games against philly of those four how many do you have them winning so the i'll i'll give them i give them the split i give them one in october um I think that they that they lose in December against them just because I think that they're going to be coming off that win streak mm-hmm. and I think they're going to hit a little bit of that wall and and then I, I just sprinkle the loss in there. And uh, in the one on March 31st, I'm inclined to think that they're going to beat Miami, which is the game before that we just talked about. Um, I could see them losing that game because they would be coming off of like a four game win streak. That's a tough opponent. So um, I have them going one and three against Philly this year. I have them going 0 and 4. 0 and 4. Yep. Mm. I don't have them winning a single game against Philly. Um, Those first uh, groups of two at home, again, that's a tough stretch. And presumably, everybody on Philly is going to be pretty fresh. Um, There is a break in between there. Uh, you're right that the Raptors will be able to adequately study some film, but that didn't really benefit them in the playoffs. Again, I know they were dealing with a lot of injuries. They so didn't have Scotty Burns. Yeah. And Fred could barely walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, a fresh Philly team, especially those that first two, that worries me. I have, I'm just trying to be realistic. I have them going 0-4. Could I see them take one? Sure. So again, my heart will say one and three. My mind saying zero and four. 
I, I like I like the heart version yeah. a little bit better. It lines up more with what I'm saying, so I'll take the heart version. All right. Uh, Miami, they got one, two, three, four games against Miami. What's your uh, what's your record there? Yeah, I have a split in that away and away that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them losing in November, and then I have them winning in March. So I have two and two against Miami. I, I actually I already sort of spoiled that. Um, when we were talking about Miami earlier, but two and two against Miami. Cool. I got three and one. <laughs> three and one. Yeah. Do you have uh, is 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 your win in uh, November with them? Uh, let me look. Yeah, I have them winning that. Um, yeah. I said so. That's that stretch of four, and right. I said spoiler alert. I have them winning that fifth one. Too. Right, right, right. Um, and that's at home. So yes, I do. Mm. I have them splitting those first chunks two. Yeah. Um have them winning the one in november and i have them winning the one in march on tnt okay rise to the occasion um let's go boston boston there are one two three four what say ye okay so boston the first game is is it uh i'm, I'm just trying to find them on the schedule december 5th december 5th okay right um right and that was that was where i said that they were going to lose yes so i'm losing that game um the one on the 21st i have them winning and then the april 5th and 7th i have them losing both i have them going one and three i'm a son of a bitch i haven't gone three and one (laughs) (laughs) oh my god adam there's no shot what do you think you so so you have them winning in december you have them winning in january and then you have a split at the end of april that's exactly what I have because I and they're, have, they're winning the, the one, one I'm going to. The one that you're going to, they're going to win. No bias here, ladies and gentlemen. This is an unbiased podcast. I think by then, one of those top four that I just we mentioned and we're talking mm-hmm. about now would have locked up the one. And the positions for those four teams are more or less going to be set. So, I also want to preface this to the listeners that want to try to clip us or come back to this at the end of the year. <laughs> this is all predicated on the starters and the roster yes. that we see today being there. Yes, yes, of course. There Assuming could be health. injuries. There could be trades. And then people look back and, well, you predicted this, this, and this. Well, go back to this time when you're trying to clip this and see what the roster was like. Um, yeah. Anyways. Continue, yes. but I, it's, it's. I'm not going to sit there and say it's outlandish. That's just how I like. I just don't. I don't know. I think that those those two away and aways in April, yeah, to end the season is going to be really tough. I don't disagree, and I see why you have a, th- a, a three L's in a row. Yeah. Um, I hated just, putting that at the end of the season, but yeah, it's it's brutal, and I also have them losing that second game to Charlotte. So that's four in a row. If you were to agree with me there, I don't know if you do. Um, No. I can... I just think by then the landscape's going to be set. And why push players if seeding at that point doesn't matter for the top four? It might matter... At that point, it might matter for Toronto... And that's why I think they're going to try. But I don't know how invested those four I think, teams I think I think that top four is going to be tighter than you think. 
Okay. And I think that I think that teams are going to still look to lobby. I think that maybe game 82 becomes the rest game. So I so the only one I could really be persuaded on is the Milwaukee game. Let's let's go there. Four games against Milwaukee. I want to say all but one are on national TV. Yes, all but the last game of the season are on national TV. So we got ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. What say ye? First game that they play against Milwaukee is January the 4th, correct? ESPN. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going 3-1. Wow. Okay, this is where we differ. I am 0-4. Not 3-1. I think I think that they I think that they lose the last game of the season to them and I think they win the other three. If anything, I would say the opposite. If you're gonna give them a dub anywhere. Yeah, no. I'm not inclined. You think it's more <laughs> likely that the Raptors win three game against Miami than it is against Boston? Yeah. Wow. Look, you, you say you said to yourself they do well on nationally televised games. Um, I think that Scotty Barnes takes another leap. I think he he owns the Kawhi Leonard defensive assignment. And I, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I think he's Giannis. the Kawhi Leonard type yeah. and owns the Giannis Antetokounmpo defensive assignment. I was having visions and flashbacks of yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And I think Nick Nurse goes back to that recipe for success, and I think we start to see it here. I think we go 3-1 against Milwaukee. All right. All right. So somewhere baked into this casserole, we both have 52 wins. Yes. Um, we may disagree when it comes to, you know, those top four teams where the wins and losses lie. However, I do think it's fair to say that the Raptors will eclipse their 48 from last year. Again, smash the over in Vegas. 45 and a half, I think, is a little low. It's low. And 47 win total by ESPN. They're trying to be conservative. I get it. But there's a lot of growth still happening with this team. And this also is predicated with, um, on the growth of not just Scotty Barnes, but OG Ananobi needs to take a massive leap this year. Um, Gary, uh, it'll be with another team. It's okay. No, Okay. All right. Well, g- assuming he's still on the team, he has to do, <laughs> he has to do a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Gary Trent, as I mentioned previously in the show, I think he's going to be a six man. I don't think he's in the starting lineup. Um, and I... Just based on what I saw second half of the season, based on the conversations you and I had in the first half of the season, when I said he is by far the most frustrating Raptor I have watched in a long time, juxtaposed with the second half, who is one of the biggest leaps I've seen in a long time, Preston Chachua needs to step up. He needs to have a huge year this year. All, all accounts and reports suggest that he's ready to take that step. I hope so. And that he's showing it. And and look, we can knock Precious for a lot of things, but I think the one thing you can't knock him on is his mentality. Yes. Like that that guy, that guy's a workhorse and he wants to work. So if you're gonna look to start buying in to stock on guys, that's probably one of the most important factors that you need to consider. Does he have what it takes mentally to get to that next level for precious i would say yes now now it becomes a translation and look we talked about this on our previous podcast episodes bringing in guys like rico hines yeah um bringing in really smart talented individuals to the organization that are going to help the growth and development of not only just the young players but the veteran players as well 
i.e. the Pascal Siakams and Fred Van Vliet to the team. That can't be understated. I think arguably one of the most important offseason acquisitions the Raptors did was bring in Rico Hines. Yeah. So the developmental side of the Raptors just continues to grow, and we, we already have them at this elite level. And now it's like they're almost in a tier of their own. Mm. So um, I'm curious. I'm excited to see how that continues to foster and develop going into next season and see how the young players as well as the veterans develop or if they hit a slump, how quickly or how efficiently can they break out of it and get back to what we would consider to be a norm for them. A lot of this, as we've mentioned, um, lays on the notion of health. We can wrap this up here. We'll do quick, quick over under. Um, OG Ananobi missed 32 games last year. Sayakum missed 11. Van Vliet missed 11. Trent missed 10. Barnes missed 6. That's 70 games. Missed 2 injuries. Start with OG. He's been injury prone, I'd say. Do you think he plays... Do you think he's shelved for more or less than... 20. Hmm. I thought you were going to say the number he was at last year, and then I would have said under. Yes. But I'm inclined to say over on 20. I think so, too. And I think I think that, look, I, OG needs to stay healthy this year, assuming he's still on the roster. OG right. needs to stay healthy this year in order for them to take another leap. Or at least a few more wins than what they had last year, which is what we're expecting. Um, 20 to 25 games is kind of my realm of, of what I think OG will miss. And is that, is that tough? Yes. But do we have the pieces for, for replacing? I don't want to say replacing, but for, for supplementing his loss. Yes, we do. We have those there. So I'd say, I'd say over on that under on his last season's total. Siaka missed 11, as I mentioned, over under 8. Over. I think he's a little reckless in his play. Um, that would cause... I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be out for, for a long time or a long stretch, but I could see stretches of like two to three games, and then he's back. And that happens like two, three times in the year. Gets up to nine, ten games. And he's, I, I could see like 10 to 11, sort of like last year with him. Um, unless, and again, we're basing this off of just wear and tear in history. Yes. I'm not assuming like an ACL tear here or no, something no. that's, that's dramatic. I know you're not either. I'm just more for the, for the listeners and neither would we, you know, expect that for anybody. We want everyone to stay as healthy as possible, but injuries do happen and wear and tear does happen. And I think that the Raptors of any team understand the importance of load management and making sure that their players are, healthy enough to go out and even if that means that they're that they're not getting that win that day or that their chances are less likely but they have a healthier roster going into the playoffs they're gonna do that every time so um i say over for siakam so you are factoring in quote-unquote load management for these miss games okay good yes 
Um, Van Vliet, again, same number as Siakam last year, 11. So we'll put the number at eight again for Van Vliet. His knees are troubled. Yeah, I think he gets older another year. Um, I think that's an easy over. Yeah. I could see for I could see Van Vliet missing about 20 games this year. Ooh, I hope not. I think he will. Well, Malachi Flynn looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, hey, yo, that cross, <laughs> those crossover league highlights, dropping an 80 on the head. Oh, man, I'm yeah. telling you, Malachi Flynn, that's that's an asset you would want on your team. So and that I, would look really And that would look really good in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. I, hey, look, you're not going to hear me disagree. Trent, 10 last year. Let's put the over-under at 7. Under. Wow, okay, that's good. Okay, so that would supplement... Yeah, uh, a lot of these injuries that we're predicting, or yes, rather, time for, off for Fred. Yeah. Um, I think I think that Gary Trent is is and from what I've seen, he's taking really good care of his body in the off season. He's going through some really good workout regimens. He's got a really good program. Um, his dad's a machine too. Like you know, I I think that there's another level that he can grow to, and. For me to say that the team's going to win 52 and then Fred Van Vliet misses 20, you got to have it somewhere. And I think that Gary Trent's going to step up this year. I think he starts as a six-man, but in necessity, he's going to be in the starting lineup due to injuries. And I think that ultimately, I actually think he sells a lot more in the starting lineup, and I think his numbers would would showcase that as well. So um, give me some Gary Trent Jr. starting minutes. I'm here for it. Lastly, Scotty Barnes missed six. Um, this is a guy that battled through, was it a thumb injury last year in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year? And the playoffs, he hurt his ankle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so relatively freak, and he did play through the thumb injury a lot. I remember the uh, the one finger glove he had yeah. on. Um, so it's at six. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep it at six. I'm still going under on that. I'm going under as well. Yeah, this guy's a machine. Yeah, it's built different. I think he's uh, and and have you seen <laughs> have you seen that guy's body composure this year? Yeah, you seen the picture of him? Yes. Oh, that guy! That guy's getting the the Giannis trajectory of <laughs> of arm strength. Uh, he's he's another year stronger. Um, will he be exposed more to contact and and you know? drives and stuff yes but i think his body is in a good position to handle it he didn't have a very deep playoff run last year no uh, obviously and, and he was hurt for it too so i i mean yeah it's the the number is six but it's more and uh i think i think he's under six yeah i think, I think I, he's got a relatively healthy season knock on desk that he stays healthy because it's going to be a huge year for him um all right uh so that's it. We this is, I mean, we grazed on it, but we didn't touch on Kevin Durant. So I'm proud of us. That we didn't <laughs> do that. Um, it's low hanging fruit at this point. It is. It is, uh, and that is a, a TBD on the docket. Um, so I don't know when we will record next. Probably, you know, there's not going to be a lot of news unless there's trades or something major happens. Probably won't hear back from us until what preseason? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, I would say like um, unless like you said, unless there's a talking point or there's something that comes up, um, a spicy rumor yeah. or something, it, it, even if it's a quick like 15 to 30 minute pod or something like that. Um, but I think I think that this was sort of 
you know, the calendar was marked on our calendar. Yes. And it was a talking point for us because it starts to get us a little bit more excited. Like you said, it's the, it's the Christmas Eve type of feeling yeah. for the season. And it, and it becomes more of a reality to us. After this point, it's, you know, not really much else. You got preseason. That's really the next milestone for this team. So uh, I encourage everyone to take the preseason pledge. And uh, don't overreact to what you see in the preseason. All right, just hey, Christian Coloco will win Rookie of the Year <laughs> oh just based God. on preseason. Ah, uh, I love it. All right, well, that's gonna wrap it up here. Um, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate the support. Um, I forgot to mention last week. Sorry, last week, last episode, um, our return episode in which we talked about Kevin Durant. Uh, we hit number 17 on the Apple Canada podcast charts. So um, that's pretty good. And I really appreciate the support and the interest maintaining throughout this off time that I had and that we had, I should say. Connor. Both of us. Now, yes. Hey, that's pretty good. Yes. Number 17. I'll take it. Yes. The, the, uh, the much awaited return. That means people were still subscribed and they looked at their phones like, what the fuck? <laughs> where, where did this come from? What happened? What's happening? I thought I thought this guy died. Am I am I back in the DeLorean? What's <laughs> what happened? Um, so I appreciate the support. I appreciate the listens, the downloads, everything. Uh, means a lot to me. I'm sure it means a lot to you, Connor, as well. We are um, doing this. Uh, we are revitalizing this project, and um, you know the season's just around the corner. So I'm excited. Um, that being said. You, Connor, you are at Connor Chambers and at Toronto Sports Views. I am at Adam Corsair. We are both at South of the Six, and uh, we are done shopping it up. So until next time, take it easy. Peace. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.